Good morning, everyone. It is early morning while I'm recording this. Uh, it, it is January 14th, Friday, uh, for your uh, usually almost but not every time weekly update from the Missouri Funeral Directors and the Bombers Association. And I am sitting in front of a bowl of potpourri because that's kind of what we got today, a little potpourri of several things that are all going on. Uh, first off, a reminder that Monday is Martin Luther King Day. Uh, state and federal offices will all be closed, as will our office here in Jefferson City. So if you uh, were planning on uh, trying to get anything done uh, at a bank or with uh, vital records or with the health department or anything else, uh, that's not going to be happening. Or with me, that's not going to be happening on Monday, unless, of course, it is an emergency and you need to get in touch with me. In which case, then just let the answering service know that and they will try to get in touch with me. For that. So that's the first thing is it is a holiday weekend, Martin Luther King Day on Monday. Uh, secondly, we've got some uh, stuff that's in the news just uh, yesterday, as we kind of suggested might happen earlier on. The, the United States Supreme Court has ruled against the Biden administration's requirement through OSHA that employers that have 100 employees or more will require to be either vaccinated or have weekly testing. The uh, Supreme Court ruled that OSHA did not have the authority to do that the way they did it uh, with that emergency uh, authorization that only applied to employers of 100 people or more. So that was thrown out. The U.S. Supreme Court did, however, keep in place the mandate that healthcare workers in the United States, uh, just about all healthcare workers, because every just about every healthcare situation is Medicare, Medicaid, or something like that, is that all the healthcare and the public health people uh, will have to be vaccinated. That was that was upheld, uh, but the OSHA requirement that theoretically could have impacted at least a few of the people that I know watch this of 100 people or more uh, employees, that was tossed out. That was ruled as uh, unconstitutional because OSHA had exceeded their authority. So that's going on. But there is more, unfortunately, COVID stuff to talk about. I don't know how things are going in your town, but the uh, Omicron, and that's how I pronounce it, Omicron uh, variant is uh, making its way through Jefferson City for sure. Uh, it took a while to get here. It did. We uh, we were kind of, uh, we were left out of that for a little while, but it is really running rampant through our town right now. There are a number of people that I personally know that have been vaccinated and boosted, uh, and they wound up testing positive for the virus. Fortunately, they're all the ones that I know are doing well. Uh, they're not having bad symptoms, but uh, nevertheless, uh, they are, of course, then having to stay home, isolate for five days. Then either if they test negative or have no symptoms, the rule is that you're allowed to go back out into the world, but you are supposed to wear a mask then for the next five days. Uh, with the very confusing guidelines that are out there. Now, speaking of masks, masks are also in the news because the CDC is coming out to say what you heard from your association two years ago. If you go back in your emails two years ago, we broke down all the differences between the different masks. And what we told you in those emails are that the cloth masks and the surgical masks, if you're wearing a cloth mask or a surgical mask, it does and this was based on the studies and research 
that was available. And I'm not talking about just Googling stuff and I'm talking about looking at the real research. But what we told you two years ago was that if you're wearing a cloth mask or a surgical mask, you're doing a pretty good job of protecting other people from you. But those cloth and surgical masks do not do a great job of protecting you from other people. And it's even worse now with the apparently much more contagious Omicron variant. So um, the CDC is kind of sort of, but not really completely, totally telling people that they really ought to be wearing N95 or KN95 masks. And guess what that means? Yep, there's a run on those masks already. Uh, I do know here in town, places like Lowe's uh, had N95 masks in stock. And I just saw on Facebook today that they're all gone. Uh, that means there's also going to be a run on Amazon to get them. Uh, and that'll put pressure on the whole supply chain. You've heard that phrase a lot. That's going to put pressure on the whole supply chain. So the message is make sure that you have an adequate supply of N95 or KN95 masks for your own personal use when you have to go out into the world, into a hospital, into a nursing home, into a family's home. Those are probably the ones you want to be wearing most of the time. So make sure that you do have a supply of those before we run into that problem we did two years ago where there weren't any to be had. So I'm not saying hoard them, but make sure you have an adequate supply in the event that there is a shortage that could pop up again. The difference, I think most of you know this, the difference between the N95 and the KN95 masks. So the N95 masks have been certified by the U.S. government, by the, uh, the occupational safety health people, uh, that they uh, are, are, you know, made properly, they filter properly, they do everything, you know, they fit properly, they do all that stuff. The KN95 mask, the K was originally meant Korea, because it was a Korean standard, although most of those are now, many of them, many of them are now made in China. Uh, the KN95 masks, if you get a good one, they're pretty good protecting you as well. Maybe not as good as an N95, but they're pretty darn good. But the problem is, according to news reports that are out this morning and something we warned you about earlier, because the state of Missouri got uh, taken on this, is that according to the government, up to 60% of the KN95 masks that you can go out there and buy are counterfeit. They're not real KN95 masks. And a lot of those also come from China. So what can you do about that? Well, uh, the best thing to do is try to buy ones that uh, are made in the United States, if you can find them and get those, because the uh, prevalence of the counterfeit ones, apparently most of those are from overseas. Also take a look, make sure you're dealing with a reputable dealer, a reputable supplier. Of course, if you have your own suppliers that supply your funeral home, I'm pretty sure that they're darn reputable. And if you're getting masks from them, I, I'm, I know that you're probably very confident in them. But if you define that you need to go out into the marketplace, other us place to, the, to Menards, <laughs> to Lowe's, to Amazon, uh, try to get it from somebody that is selling uh, US made uh, masks because you have a much lower chance of getting a bad one if you do that. I've had a couple of funeral homes ask me is that do we need to provide N95 or KN95 masks to people who are coming into a visitation? No, you do not. You do not have to provide any masks at this point. Uh, it is, I think, a very good idea 
to have surgical masks uh, there for people who might want to wear one to wear one. Remember, those masks are designed to protect other people from the person wearing it. And so that's really what is important at a visitation or a funeral is that if somebody comes in and they have something that they're protecting other people from what they've got. That's uh, one of the most important things. So no, you don't have to provide N95 or KN95 masks. At this point, uh, the world knows what that is. There are no, there are no requirements that you provide a particular type of masks, okay? There are some face covering ordinances out there once again, uh, particularly in St. Louis, St. Louis City and County, there are face covering ordinances out there again. Uh, we will be putting out an update on the face uh, mask requirements next week. Uh, I'm waiting to see what a couple other uh, places are apparently maybe even doing today because there's word there's word that there might be a few new uh, face masks ordinances popping up today. Now, how long that they can put those in place and uh, the extent that they can do those things are subject to a lot of legal things that are going on with legislation that was passed last year. But nevertheless, you, we want you to know uh, what the ordinances uh, and orders are that are out there. So we're going to be sending that out in an email next week with links to the different orders that are going on. And again, there might be breaking news any moment now that a couple other cities are, are going to do that as well. So that is what, what we have with the masks. Um, next, uh, what I'd like to cover is something that's popped up, interestingly enough. Uh, again, from a couple of funeral homes, and it's a very bad situation. And it has to do with getting your funeral director license. Under the current law, you are not allowed to take the arts exam or the Missouri law exam if you're becoming a funeral director until after the apprenticeship is over. Okay, so you have to do an apprenticeship. That apprenticeship has to last at least one year under the current law. During that apprenticeship, you must conduct and arrange at least 10 funerals. Then after that apprenticeship is over, only then can you take the arts exam and the Missouri law exam. There's a way around the Missouri law exam problem, but there's no way around the arts exam problem. You have to wait until your uh, apprenticeship is over. Now, the legislation that we put links to a week ago that we sent out to you, the legislation that we have over at the Capitol that we hope gets passed this year, would take care of that. It would allow people to take that arts exam anytime they want to, all right, uh, during their apprenticeship. You know, you have to apply for your license first, but after you apply for your license, you can take the, take the exams whenever you feel like it. All right, but right now that's not the law, which means that, uh, you have two years from the date of putting in your application to get your one year apprenticeship in at least one year with the 10 with the 10 funerals and pass two exams the law exam and the arts exam a lot of people call it the practical exam and there are people that get right up to that deadline for many reasons okay uh they may have applied for their license and it took them a while to get their apprenticeship lined up. Their apprenticeship may have taken longer than they wanted to because of issues. And that's very understandable with the COVID going on uh, this last year. There's been a lot of disruptions everywhere. Okay. So maybe people had to, uh, you know, do 18 months 
of an apprenticeship to get their uh, 10 funerals arrangements in. Uh, whatever reason, uh, we've had a couple instances that we've been made aware of where people have not gotten everything done within the two years. And when that happens, you have to start over. And that's really sad. You don't want that to have happen. So the uh, advice, the two pieces of advice are, uh, if you have somebody that is in an apprenticeship right now, okay, and they're worried about, you know, coming up against that deadline. And remember, if you take uh, that arts exam and you don't pass it right away, you don't pass it the first time, you have to wait 90 days before you take it again. Ooh, okay. So it's pretty easy to, to get up to that uh, that time period if you're, if you've, uh, if you're not careful. So if you've got somebody that's in a apprenticeship right now, make sure they check their calendar and, and they know that here's how much time they've got to get everything done. A way to finagle the law exam where you don't have to wait until after your apprenticeship is over is to, while you're an apprentice funeral director, while you are uh, operating or working at a funeral home under your apprenticeship, apply to become a pre-need agent, okay? If you apply to become a pre-need agent, all you have to do is pass the law exam. And if you pass the law exam for your pre-need agent license, you will not have to take it again after your apprenticeship is over for your funeral director license. We built that into law on purpose. Uh, anytime you take one of these tests, as long as you keep the license current for what test that was for, you don't have to take it again. So even though you're only two months into your funeral directing apprenticeship, you can apply to become a pre-need agent, take the law exam right now. You don't have to wait. And then assuming you pass it, you'll get your pre-need agent license, which shoot, that might make you more valuable to the funeral home you're working at anyway. And then you, that's one less thing you have to worry about when the apprenticeship is over. There's no way around that for the arts exam right now. But that's the other thing then you can do is let your state senators and reps know that you support that legislation that we put out in the, uh, in the loop a week ago that spelled out, here's the bill, the licensing bill that will uh, allow people to take that test anytime after they apply for their license. All right, last thing I wanna to cover today, uh, before the cold rolls in, it's starting to get cold here in Jefferson City and we're supposed to have a possibly snow and freezing rain coming in. Uh, so we're watching that. But the last thing I wanna come in has to do with surcharges. Uh, we've had a number of questions about this, about can you put a surcharge on your GPL to pass along a surcharge that somebody else is giving you. Apparently there are some vendors or there are some casket companies or some other companies out there that are putting COVID surcharges on some of their products or supply chain issue surcharges, an extra 10 bucks, an extra 20 bucks, who knows? Uh, maybe it's more than that, but they're putting a surcharge on what they're selling you. Can you put a surcharge on your GPL? to cover that? The answer is no, you cannot do that. If, for example, a casket company has added $100 as a COVID surcharge to your casket, you have to change your casket price list and bump that price up $100 if you want to cover that. You can't put a separate surcharge on your GPL for things like a gas price spike or a COVID spike or a supply chain spike. 
the the FTC has said no, you cannot do that. The other thing you do if this is becoming a problem and you have a lot of little ones over here is you can raise your basic non-declinable fee. But to do that, you want to make sure that the description in your non-declinable fee says that it covers and overhead. Okay. There, if you take a look at the FTC book that uh, you can get online that we give out to people all the time, it's free. Uh, it has the exact wording that you need to have on your GPL for the description, but you have the ability to add the phrase and overhead. They'll let you do that. And that covers a multitude of potential things because literally almost everything is overhead. Uh, you know, except for, you know, a cash advance item, you're passing that along, but, but just about everything can in one way or other creates either is or creates overhead for you. All right. So you want to have that and overhead phrase, and then you can bump up, of course, your uh, non-declinable fee if you so desire to help cover that. But you cannot on your GPL put a line item that says $20 COVID surcharge or $20 gasoline surcharge or anything like that. You cannot do that. Well, that's all we have for you here today. Again, next week, we're going to update everybody on what the mask rules are. St. Louis County has one. Uh, I'm, a couple other places, if they don't have them right now, have said that they're probably going to come out with them real soon. So uh, to, to try to battle this Omicron thing, uh, how well that works or not, I don't know, because a bunch of the people I know that have caught it are, you know, religious mask wearers. Let me tell you, <laughs> Uh, they are very careful people and they still caught it. So, uh, but nevertheless, we want to keep you updated on what the rules are of that. So look for that next week and uh, stay warm. If you're in a place that's getting the icy, uh, icy rain and snow and slush this weekend, uh, have a wonderful Martin Luther King Day, uh, Remembrance Day. Uh, take a little bit of time to reflect on what that means for everyone. And as always, stay safe.